Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Liability Podcast. I am your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, have you, you're you're comfortably? I wouldn't say comfortably, but you're retired. <laughs> but as comfortably as I can be, yes. Before that happened, did you ever wake up any days and go, mm, "I'm so glad I'm going to work right now and not staying home"? Have you ever met my ex-wife? Perhaps you should be asking this question to another. For no. No, I have never felt that way. Every day my feet hit the floor, I was like, Yay! Get to go to work! Don't have to be at home today! Like, but I guess on the flip side of the coin, I can kind of understand how that feels. But no, I've never experienced it. Okay, well, we're going to start with a story from CNBC. And this is how a corporate building, uh, its return to office campaign has backfired spectacularly. I, I, for one, know a lot of people, and I was one of them for a very short time, that was working from home. And the thing I keep telling people is there is a particular value in being able to shit in your own toilet. There really is. Uh, You know, if I have a choice between shit in my toilet or shit at the toilet at work, I want to shit in my own toilet. Even though I'm getting paid to shit in that toilet, I want to shit in my toilet. And if I can get paid to shit in my toilet, there's a value to that. There really is. So working from home for a lot of people, a lot of companies has worked out great. But you have people that are under this conception that, well, people that work from home aren't actually working and they're getting over on them, blah, blah, blah. Whereas reality is statistically, you know, studies have shown that 80% of workers that are working from home are actually more productive doing so because they're in a more comfortable environment. But, you know, you know what, let's, you know, I actually have like some good third hand knowledge on this one. Caregiver Katie um, works uh, from home as well. Um, And she can, she, she would testify that, that that is indeed the case. Like people, people who aren't productive while working from home really weed themselves out very, very quickly. You know, during the company's training processes, they they weed out those bad apples real freaking quick. You know, people who who caregiver Katie, like I said, she's been working from home for almost five years. Never, never, ever had a had an issue. And anybody who causes problems just they fizzle themselves out quick. Well, this corporate office building has a return to office campaign to unite. It has united the Internet, but for all the wrong reasons. This week, Nova Scotia-based freelance writer and labor activist Adora Williams saw photos circulating online of a welcome back sign that poked fun at returning office workers missing their work-from-home comforts. One sign asks, Miss your sweatpants yet? And another includes a photo of a forlorn Govan retriever, which reads, Bet your dog is missing you. (laughs) Williams posted these photos on Twitter, noting, In the lobby of an office building in Toronto, I guess to make sure employees are flooded with resentment and (laughs) the instant they walk in the door. Uh, The resentment did pour in as at least, uh, at least from different corners of the internet, as thousands of Twitter users chimed in about how the joke missed the mark. Some said they would quit on the spot if they saw ads in their office building, while others expressed resentment that they're being ordered to return to offices, even though in meetings they see their managers remain remote. 
uh, one of the comments says, seriously, I would turn around and go home. This, uh, they cannot compensate me enough. My productivity has improved. I get three hours back each day. I don't have to share the air on public transit or my poor ventilated office space. No thanks. Another Twitter user responded, our management hosted a virtual town hall where they thanked us all for coming back to the office because that's so important. But we can clearly see most of them are hosting the meeting from their own homes. Uh, others still counted the ways working from home has improved their lives, like simply having control over their coffee, bathroom, or break times, with one Twitter user responding, my own coffee, my own bathroom, lunchtime, nap time, being able to actively do chores around the house on my breaks, not having to fight the weather or take a vacation day because I don't want to die in a snowdrift. I'm so freaking fortunate that my workplace listened to us. Williams tells CNBC Make It she's been heartened by the response on Twitter, which has reached 12 million people online and is a glimpse into how people are feeling as executives announce their last round of return to office plans. Employees have a break from unpaid commutes, workplace microaggressions, and taking away time from their loved ones, including pets. And if you uh, know why your employees don't want to be there and you're taunting them for it, watching staff realize that you don't have to put up uh, with it is pretty joyous. Williams says that she has seen Twitter users across the political spectrums and even a handful of commercial uh, real estate professionals call out the campaign. Whether you think it's a bad campaign because you uh, think it's not going to sell offices or because you think property is uh, theft, we all agree that this is a bad campaign. So that unified Twitter for a day. Oxford Properties, the commercial real estate company that ran the welcome back sign, said to NBC's Make It, the signage was never intended to mock returning office workers. The campaign removed the signs last week, admitting, quote, clearly missed the mark and should have not, not have been displayed. We are dismayed to think the signs have made anyone feel bad about going to the office. And we're going to we just cut it off there. But, you know, there's a lot of companies that... Um, are just going to remain remote because they found that it's actually a lot cheaper for them and their productivity and the productivity from their workers are going up. I'm talking big companies, Twitter, Google, Apple, they're all retaining those uh, work from home policies just because it's working. And here's the whole thing. Like my job, I don't need to be in my office. I can do all my job from the desk I'm in right now or my car. I don't need to be in my office. I can do 99% of it without ever going in there. But we have leadership that is that misconception that people that are working from home are just slacking and watching TV and not actually doing work. And I think I think you I think you you pointed out very clearly that those individuals will weed themselves out pretty quickly. They do. They absolutely do. You know, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and like try to recount any third hand stories, but I've seen I've seen caregiver Katie come out and be like, Yep, that guy I was telling you about that had problems in training. Yep, he's gone. He gone. He just mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you can't you can't, you know, it twenty you, they give you half an hour for lunch at your own house. So you okay, so don't, you are literally take, getting that full half hour. You don't have to do the yeah. back and forth or, or make sure Nothing. you're at your desk. You, you are back right there, half an hour. You get the full half right. an hour. You know? But, you know, people who take a 50-minute lunch break 
Can't blame traffic. You know, <laughs> you know, she, and, and so like, I'll make that clear. Like she doesn't come out and tell me like horror stories. She's like, yeah, I got people taking 20 minute lunch, uh, 20 minutes extra on the lunch break. You know, I'm having a problem with this guy, you know, a guy, a, not this guy, but a guy taking extended lunches. I'm like, oh man, like that dude's going to, uh, I'm telling you it. Hmm. Hmm. So who do you, I think we're going to have to score the campaign, you know, because the campaign's a group of people. It's the company. Um, I mean, essentially, I, I look at this as uh, coming back to work and seeing somebody on a video monitor from their home uh, greeting you by saying, ha ha, fuck you, you're at work. You know, I mean, They're taunting them, essentially. I mean, how else can you describe it? I... I... D- I don't have an answer for that. There's no other way to describe it. I will say that whatever score you're going to give them, factor in the fact that they they honestly did, honestly bullshit, but they they did once caught and called out. They were like, okay, all right, okay. You know, they didn't try to stick with it and defend them their 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 fucked up rationale, which is good. So. You know, I'm I'm I I wouldn't be able to give them any more than a three. Yeah. You know, and maybe a four because it hit the internet so hard. But three, three is my comfort level. Yeah, I'm I'm in the two to three range because I don't think the uh, the amount of Twitter, you know, vitriol should really factor into it. I think it, it, either you did something or you didn't. It doesn't matter how many people were actually upset. You know, even if it's one, well, I'm just even, talking even, about even, the effect. Even if it's just one person that's upset, you still did the same thing. So I, I ain't gonna factor in the the Twitter scape. So I'm I'm in the two to three range. We can we can co-sign on a three. That's fine with me. Our next story comes from somewhere, uh, Oklahoma News Four. Again, that website just comes up an awful damn lot, and it's a Florida woman, a Florida woman, and you know what that means, Buck. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out! Here comes Florida man. Actually, here comes Florida woman as a 40-year-old 40, 40 Florida woman faces battery charges after she shot her neighbor with a squirt gun on Saturday. Deputies say the victim was walking past the home of Renee Bullock on Saint, uh, of St. Petersburg when Bullock walked from her inside her home on her porch and shot the victim in the face with a water gun. <laughs> the victim never entered Bullock's property or made any aggressive statements towards her. The type of water gun was not disclosed. According to the deputies, however, Bullock sprayed the victim because she was upset she was walking on her street. She was arrested and held on $500 bond. It's a Karen in the wild. It really is. Okay, well, wait. And... Was was this a uh, a Hispanic person or a black person walking down the street? Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't say anything about the person, the victim. Uh, definitely a white girl that did mm. it, but we don't know about the. Well, victim. I'm sure. I'm just trying to see if this was like I, I can only think that this was racially motivated. I, I'm not willing. To, and I was, I'm, not, I was, I'm not willing to jump to that conclusion, and I'm going to tell you why. I live in a, a subdivision. You know, it's a very like most, there's like a dozen different designs of houses just repeated. Mine's like the only weird one because of placement, but everything's pretty uniform. And 
it's I'm fine with it. Most people hate that stuff. I don't care. I'm on inside of my house. Everything outside can look great too, but I want the inside of my house. I don't really live in my yard. So I don't care that it looks like the neighbor's yard. I digress. You can't cut a fart in this town without everybody knowing about it. There is literally a Facebook group just for this subdivision. And every time that somebody comes walking through the neighborhood that doesn't live here, their picture is on that Facebook group so fast. Saying, does anybody know this person? Um, you know, that looks kind of shady. Keep an eye on him. You know, <laughs> and then I saw some kids playing over on, th- on, on this street. Make sure that the kids, you know, stay away from this guy. Or, um, this cat has been seen on my porch. Whose cat is this? There are people out there who who believe that it's because their neighborhood's theirs. It's, it's like the people get into arguments because someone parked in front of their house. You can't park in front of my house. If I'm on a public street, I most certainly can. I may not like it when people park in front of my house. It does bother me, but I'm not going to go say anything to them unless they're you know parked in my grass. Then game on. But you know, I can literally see just somebody getting pissed off at people that aren't from their neighborhood walking through. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe she's just got tired of seeing this woman who doesn't live in their neighborhood, perhaps walking through, or maybe it's just because she doesn't live on that street. She doesn't think you should be entitled to walk there because you don't live on that street. There are so many different factors of just douchebaggery out there from people that, you know, just get this sense of entitlement because of the, the kind of house they live in or where their house is located. It just happens. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, so, you know, thank you for stopping me from jumping to a conclusion. I was I was obviously looking for a problem that didn't even exist. I, I failed to, you know, remember that people can just be, you know. Stupid. Dicks. Yeah. yeah. So either way, either way, you know, lady comes out, sees somebody walking down the sidewalk and just comes out and just like execution style fucking like hit mans him with a with a squirt gun in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's that's pretty reprehensible to be honest with you. Just just that in and of itself. Um I um, how do I, why why? <laughs> that, I, I love how like, I love how in the article they said we don't know the brand of the squirt gun. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Is it a Super Soaker 250? <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. I don't think so man, those were discontinued back in the 20th, dude. <sighs> That's not even a double tank. Now, now, um, I love what are we? What are we? I love the old Super Soakers, dude. You can't find them anymore either. They don't make them. Uh, of course not, man. Because you could fill them up with stuff like booze and shit like that, and have all sorts of fucking party fun. And the voice of oh, experience yeah. right here, folks. So, how are we scoring this, Buck? <laughs> Um, gosh, just this kind of stupidity, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, three. I'm just going to go ahead and no, no, no. Karen, you get a four. You're going out and pointing guns at people. Squirt like, gun. You don't even know this person. Doesn't matter if it's a squirt gun or not. You know, say, say a lay person if somebody's capable of acting this stupid, somebody is capable of not recognizing the uh, the difference between a squirt gun and a real gun. Yeah, if if I'm gonna if you know we 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 can't rule out that variable either. And so you know, like she's out out there terrorizing people, man. Pretty sure I can rule that one out. Um, but here here's my thing. You know, people are dicks. 
See, when you first started this, you automatically went to the racist factor. Uh, I pointed out that people were just assholes in general. But one thing that neither one of us have brought up so far is it could be a mental health component. Uh, you could have somebody just, oh, there's somebody walking in front of my house and ah, I got to defend the property with my squirt gun. I mean, there's a lot of factors can go into that. But in, in, but at the end of the day, it's water. It, nobody was hurt. They were disturbed, most certainly. Pissed off, absolutely. I, but nobody was really hurt. I think, I think that we've dice. I, I think that I think that we've overanalyzed this because you are right. It is. It, I am. I am. I. I'm trying to dig into spaces that, like, I'm sitting here like four, like get the. Get the stake, tire up, light the torches over water. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm giving a uh, I'm gonna have to Yeah, I was about ready to say I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna co sign that too. All right, book, we're back with a story from insider.com. Her rep is shot. Influencer suing the New York City Police Department for $30 million after her photo was placed on a wanted poster for a crime she did not commit. A woman is suing the New York City Police Department for $30 million, accusing the agency of placing her photo on a wanted poster for a crime she did not commit. Eva Lopez, 31, was informed about the poster last summer on August 16th of 2021, when her boyfriend contacted, was contacted by a friend who saw the wanted poster online, according to the lawsuit filed on March 9th. The uh, NYPD poster, which says Lopez was wanted by police for grand larceny, included a photo taken from her social media page. Lopez also has 800,000 Instagram followers, I might add. Whoa. Uh, the New York Post was also the first to report this story as the 9th Precinct Detective Squad is attempting to identify the subject pictured above for grand larceny. The poster said, August 3rd, 2021, the complainant's roommate did reply to an online escort advertisement, and while the subject was at his apartment at 178 2nd Avenue, the subject did not remove... Uh, did remove the complainant's Rolex valued at $13,000 and trace credit card without permission of authorities to, or, or of authority to do so. Uh, the wanted poster also included contact information for NYP detective Kevin Doyer, uh, who issued the flyer and is named in the lawsuit. So uh, I, somebody called for, for a hooker. The hooker came over and stole his Rolex and his bank card. And then they, so they're looking for this person and they literally just found her picture and put it on the poster. Uh, Lopez said she initially thought the poster was not real, but still took to her Instagram to clear her name. The lawsuit said she was also contacted by friends about the alleged crime. She had to assure them that it was fake. However, the lawsuit said the wanted poster was sent to media outlets and ricocheted around social media. Lopez was informed that the poster might be real and to contact authorities for confirmation. She then reached out to Doyer, who told her her identity, uh, told her he initially believed it was her because the victim connected to the case showed them pictures of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, the lawsuit said, adding to, that the investigator knew it was an issue before she called. However, a police investigation revealed that the female suspect had an arm tattoo. The lawsuit said the poster was later removed from social media platforms and Doyer assert, uh, asserted she was not involved in the crime. It is an unfortunate situation. It could have happened to anyone. Bullshit! Uh, Mark uh, Shirahan told uh, Insider on a phone interview that the perpetrator in this case had a sleeve tattoo. 
Miss Lopez does not have a sleeve tattoo, so they have at least reviewed the video before disseminating the wanted sign. So they had a video of the actual perpetrator who had a complete sleeve tattoo. This girl doesn't have a tattoo. <laughs> the law said, said uh, Lopez suffered harm as a result of the error. She told the Post that it was really embarrassing, not only for me, but for my family as well. Her rep is shot. People don't want to deal with her anymore. Her boyfriend's family at the time thought it was she was a prostitute, and they questioned why he was with her. It's horrible. The damage was done here regardless of how long. We don't know how long it was up, but it has already made its rounds. The NYPD told Insider in a statement that the department does not comment on pending litigation. Blah, blah, blah. Well, All right. So, so I just want to make sure that I am completely up to speed here they posted a wanted picture with a person who did not actually commit the crime and now that person is suing nypd that is is that is that is essentially what we're looking at right yes okay okay that that is uh that's pretty fucking horrible um, I don't know if she'll get $30 million, but I think the citizens of New York City did just pay somebody for a, one of their detectives' fuck-ups. If I had to guess, yeah. she, she's going to win. I don't know if she's going to win $30 million, but she's going to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. There's no way to really like uh, save face on this one, NYPD. You really, you really slammed your hand in the cookie jar on this one. So... Um. Mm. Not only did road they, to hell but, is paved with good intentions, buddy. And not only the did road they road to hell they accused her of a crime. They, they accused her of being a prostitute. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, whoa! Like they're throwing some serious shade at this girl. Yeah, and it, and it still continues now because now we also have a picture of the wanted poster on Insider.com, one of the you know most heavily trafficked news websites on the internet. So, I mean, it's <laughs> here it is again. <laughs> yeah, she's going to win something. She's going to win. She's going to win something. So, what are we going to give NYPD here, bud? I think Zelda may have just uh, rated NYPD in this case with one screech out of two. <laughs> I I don't know what that was. Did you? I'm just going to kind of act like it didn't happen. Did your dog get hit <laughs> by a car? I don't. No, I'm just going to stay here. There's nobody panicking in the background. Everything appears to be at status quo homeostasis. And we're just going to roll like get, roll tape, roll tape. What are we, what are we giving NYPD here? I have a hard time giving them any less than a three. Okay. I'll, I'll co-sign that. Right on. Well, I'll co-sign that. Buck, let me ask you this. When your kids were young, did they have any stupid books that they made you read over and over again? Yes. Do you remember any of them? Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but I remember what the monster said. Harkle, snarkle, higgledy-doo. That's what a monster in my kid's book said. That's, that, I just, that is the only thing I can remember. I had to read that thing. Over and over again. It's been like ten years, folks. So you know, I don't, I don't remember the title of the book, oh, but I, I do I, remember. I remember the title of the book. Woo! I remember the two titles of the book. 
One of them was the pout pout fish with the pout pout face who, who spread the dreariries all over the place. But the book that really kind of was like, really? You're going to make me read this? Was Walter the Farting Dog. And I still remember like looking at, looking at my wife saying, why did you buy this? And there was sequels. There was a whole series of the Walter the Farting Dog books. Yes, there is. Woo. But in this particular instance, this is being reported <laughs> online as the assistant principal says he was fired for reading a kid's book called I Need a New Butt. Mm. <laughs> uh, Toby Price never imagined he'd be fired for reading a book. The Mississippi assistant principal has got has been let go after reading the humorous children's book Need a New Butt to grade two over Zoom. It never crossed my mind that reading a book would be something that I would be terminated for. Never could I fathom this, uh, Price said. As, and he's been an educator for more than 20 years and has been a guest host on Gillian Finley. I'm not sure what that is. It came way out of left field. It started on March 1st when a group of second graders at Gary Road Elementary School in Byram, Mississippi, logged on to Zoom for a reading but the guest who had been booked to read didn't show up so my boss texted me and told me to read so i uh grabbed one of my favorites that was nearby so he had this on a shelf no ifs ands or buts about it the book in question i need a new butt written by don mcmillian was illustrated by ross kennard is targeted for children between the ages of four to ten it follows the story of a boy who notices there's a crack in his butt for the first time and mistakenly believes it must be broken so he decides he needs a new one will he choose an armor-plated butt a rocket butt a robot butt <laughs> find out in this quirky tale of a tale which features hilarious rhymes and delightful illustrations reads a description from the book's publisher children and parents will love this book no ifs ands or buts about it the kids did indeed love it says price you can see smiles on their faces afterwards you know they're coming to me and telling me miss hey mr price that book was really funny thanks for reading it to us but his bosses didn't feel the same way he says he was called into the superintendent's office later that day and given a stern talking to, after which he was asked to resign. I called my wife, and my wife told me, you know, if you sign that resignation, it's almost like you're walking away saying that uh, they were right and you were wrong, and you weren't wrong. So I stood up, put my chin up, sucked in all my tears, walked out of the building to let them know that I was leaving and I would not be resigning. I got in my car, and I cried all the way home. Two days later, he was terminated. In Price's termination letter, Hines County School, School Superintendent, uh, I can't pronounce it, Martin, cited unnecessarily embarrassment and a lack of professionalism and impaired judgment on Price's part for picking the book. The letter, shared in full by the free speech literary organization PEN America, notes that Price violated the school's code of conduct by using inappropriate words like fart. The school did not respond to a request for comment from As It Happens. Price, meanwhile, stands by his selection. As far as he is aware, no students or parents lodged complaints about the reading. I know my audience. You know second graders are reluctant readers. You've got to show them that books can be fun, silly, and engaging. You know you want them to put down their phone and pick up a book. Now Price says he's left wondering how he will care for his three children, two of whom have autism. 
it's not just a bumpy road for us. This, you know, is two flat tires and we're stuck on the side of the road. Since the news broke about his firing, uh, Price says he's received tons of support, including uh, from his former students and parents. Several children's book authors and free speech organizations have spoken out in his favor. Your decision to punish Mr. Price for reading this book is deeply concerning. It is a threat to the freedom to, of, to read, learn, and to teach, and should be protected and upheld in schools. Uh, that reads a press release from Penn America. Reading and sharing literature, even on silly topics, can be celebrated in public education, not become a reason for punishment. Price says he's raising money online for a lawyer and plans to fight for his job. He has a hearing scheduled for March 21st. Despite all of his troubles, he says that if he had his time back, he would still pick I need a new butt to read for the kids. Someone asked the question for me the other day, and my daughter answered for me. She said, you know what? He would pick that book again, and he'd probably pick another book that was just like it. And you know what? She's right. <laughs> Well, you want to? Well, that's that's. If I were to call my eight, I'm sorry, my nine and ten year old in. Oh my god! And just look at them and say, "Fart," or "butt," they're gonna giggle. Farts and butts are funny to kids. And guess yeah. and guess what? That's I've never heard someone say, oh, "That that man over there." He used the F word. He said fuck? No, he said fought. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe I've ever seen an eyebrow get raised at that particular F word, uh, fart. So, yeah. Um, what? What is the school? Like, what? What? They, they must not really like this guy. They must have been looking for a reason to fire him. They, they must have been searching. That's, that is a possibility. But I, I think in your termination letter, they would have cited that as well. But here's... The, I am so against censorship. I hate censorship. Oh, me too. Unless it is something that is honestly detrimental to the public as a whole, such as fire in a crowded movie theater, uh, or saying that we didn't land on the moon. Sorry, folks, we did. We can still see the shit that's up there. Okay. Um, you know, the crackpots, conspiracy theories, they, those can just be shut down. Um, Anti-vaxxers, for example. Uh, but <laughs> that being said, um, this is a dude reading a book, a children's book meant for children that nobody complained about except for the, the old bitch that was in charge. Yeah. She's looking for a reason to get rid of him. I'm telling you, this is some petty backbiting shit, and she's riding on censorship to try and do it. She's trying to use but, censorship but Buck, as her shield. Buck, 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 Think of the children. Think of the children being exposed to the word butt and fart. Oh, right. my God. That's that, exactly that, where that, my thought went. That man has corrupted the youth of this community and. I, I don't know if we'll ever be able to recover from what this man has done. These children will have to carry the scars he has inflicted for the rest of their lives. And it will affect their family and their children and their children's children. Hearing this despicable, despicable literature forcefully read to them about farts and butts. Something must be done, Buck. 
something yeah. must be done. And since that's the only reality that we have because it's actually a stand-up dude who cares about his fucking job and the kids, he actually does, and we can't find another reason to can him, we're going to go ahead and sell that shit story, scan it as far as we can scan it, and this man will be out of here. That's that's exactly the thought process that was behind of it. Like, I'm sure that there's a censorship issue. Like, there absolutely is a censorship issue here to, to talk about. But I think that if we peeled back this onion all the way, we'd find a gooey, petty fucking bitch center right in the fucking middle of it. Because that's what this all smells like. Personal fucking vendetta against a guy that she just doesn't fucking like. Like... And and she's creating all sorts of other problems to go along with it. Farts and butts. That's the hill you're gonna die on. Like that's that's how we're that's that's where we're gonna go with this, huh, lady? Like that's that's how far that's how far you're willing to go. That's how much you dislike this person. That farts I'm, and butts I'm, I'm is almost, the hill you're gonna I'm die almost, on. I'm almost willing to go as far as to say it was just she's an uptight cunt. <laughs> I'm not even going to give her an ulterior motive. I'm just going to say she was an uptight cunt. Censor that, bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, boy. What do I give this Yahoo? I, I got to give her a four. I'm giving her a five. I, I know I typically reserve the fives for when somebody actually gets hurt or someone's killed. But censorship is one of those things that can be a such a, I hate the term, but it doesn't exist, a slippery slope to the downfall of a society. Uh, you know, we, we've we've discussed this in ad nauseum on, on various episodes where we've talked about uh, places in the Carolinas burning books. We've talked about uh, schools banning books because uh, you know the, the Nazi cats, <laughs> you know, um, and nude mice. Oh God, help me! Not the mice. <laughs> right. I have a huge problem with censorship, especially in literature, because no one's forcing you to read it. For starters, um, in some cases, you know, it's part of a curriculum. In that case, you know, it's not long as it's not an extreme pornography, you know, that you're forcing someone to read unless it's a class on pornography, which exists, by the way. Um, but this is a children's book. This is one that is freely distributed in the United States. It has been published, vetted through a publisher who knew it was not going to cause outrage and come back on them. This is just a tightwad bitch that yeah, is man. looking I mean... for something to complain about that nobody else complained about. Like, does it even say who the author of the book was? Was it Daniel Steele? Oh, it did. Like, say does it, it have <laughs> like does it have Fabio on the cover? Oh, like, is that why they're saying it's so inappropriate? No, they even straight up said it was written by Don McMillian and illustrated by Ross Kennard. And there's there's there, yeah, there is actually a series of books. I need a new butt. I broke my butt. My butt is seriously so noisy. So. <laughs> And it's it. Yeah, it's from the best-selling creators of "I Need a New Butt." <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, it sounds like a harrowing, flatulent trilogy, featuring the rigors of having a crack in your ass. Something that I find suitable and silly for children of all ages. What the fuck is this woman's problem? I don't know. I'm thinking of having like what? I, I think we should start a children's book series on the on our YouTube channel where we uh, read the the books that get 
banned in all these articles like uh mouse and i need a new butt you know i'll even read walter the farting dog (laughs) we could quickly become the new children's show children's channel sensation (laughs) because if if it gets banned from a school you know it's you know people want to read it (laughs) you know what we're going to we're going to have a little conversation after the recording stops yes, about are. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, Buck, uh, that's going to bring us to an end of another episode. Uh, we do ask that if you enjoyed our show, please give it a like, hit that subscribe button. We have a new show that comes out every Saturday and every Wednesday. They are a labor of love. Uh, we could put it that way. We don't actually make money off this podcast, folks. The the one ad you hear has yet to give us a single dime. And that ad is even me. So, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We can't collect on the dime that we make until we hit a certain number. Okay. But I don't know. We've made a dime. We've made a dime. It's just in escrow right now, interest free escrow. So, help us get out of escrow and cash in on our $15 minimum here, folks. Like, let's. <laughs> Let's, I, I'm telling you, with your help and your listens, we might be able to expedite our target of Christmas 2023 for our cash out. Nice. And, and it could be because of you. Well, you it, could create a significant notch in that tally mark. I mean, let's if, go. If you happen to have a story you think we would like to cover for the show, please feel free to send it to socialliability at iCloud.com. And just remember to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. That being said, folks, I'm the Razgrees with my co-host, The Buck, wishing you all a happy and safe week.